Chapter 27 of the book of Exodus continues with the instructions relating to this Mishkan, sacred space, sanctuary, portable temple. And 27 begins with the uh, instruction to build the altar, the Mizbeach. For Sita ta Mizbeach shitim, you shall make the altar of acacia wood, and the dimensions are given. The Mizbeach was not actually inside what's called the Tent of Meeting. The Mizbeach, that is the normal, the regular Mizbeach, upon which the sacrifices are to be brought, stands at the entrance of the, uh, of the sanctuary, not, not in the inner sanctuary. The Ark and the candelabra, the menorah and the table, the Shulchan, and the way the incense altar are the vessels inside, the Ark being in the Holy of Holies, and the other three in the Holy. But the Mizbeach, the altar stands uh, outside, by the entrance to God's home, to God's space. So the instructions to build this Mizbeach are given here in chapter 27. And chapter 27, after the Torah tells us the instructions, the Torah says, Make it hollow of boards. The Torah is describing the uh, the altar. There's a grating of meshwork in copper. There are four copper rings at the four corners. Um, there are poles for the altar in order to carry the altar. And the poles are inserted into the rings. Make it hollow of boards. As you were shown on the mountain, so shall they be made. So the Torah says, you shall make it as you were shown on the mountain. Now this expression, to construct the tabernacle the way you were shown on the mountain, appears not only in chapter 27, verse number 8, we have it elsewhere as well. For example, in terms of the um, the various planks, the boards and the planks, in chapter 26, verse number 30, set up the tabernacle according to the manner of it that you were shown on the mountain. In addition to that, for example, uh, we have in chapter 25, um, at the end of the description of the menorah, the very last verse of chapter 25, verse number 40, Ura'eva say, Ketavnitam asher atom bahar. Note well, follow the patterns for them that are being shown you on the mountain. And in addition, in, in the very beginning of chapter 25, when the general instructions to build the Mikdash, which is the Mishkan, V'yasui Mikdash V'shachanti B'tocham, chapter 25, verse number 8, and verse 9, K'chol asher ani mareh otcha etavnit ha-mishkan v'etavnit kokela v'chein tasu, exactly as I show you. The pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, so shall you make it. And the question, of course, is, what do we make of this emphasis in the Torah? 
that you shall construct the Mishkan according to that which I show you. It's actually very strange because one cannot but recognize in reading these chapters the amount of detail the Torah provided about exactly how to make each of the vessels. The vessels, the curtains, the poles. It's very specific. So why is there a need to emphasize, which the Torah does emphasize, to construct it the way you were shown? And I have two suggestions about this emphasis on the way you were shown. And that is that what the Torah emphasizes in the construction of the Mishkan, apart apart from the voluntary nature, but the Torah also very much emphasizes the artistry that goes into the construction of this of this Mishkan. There's a chief architect, there's Betzalel, there's his uh, his second in command, Aholiyav, and then there are the various, what's called the Chachamim, the men and the women, who contribute materials and their skills into helping construct this Mishkan. In fact, the Mishkan is built by people. The only exception to the rule in the Mishkan is the, uh, are the tablets which are to be housed in the Ark. The tablets, says the Torah, were hewn by God and the writing was the writing of God. Those very tablets that Moses later will break. The work is the work of God. It's the handiwork of God, the tablets and the writing. But apart from that, everything else is constructed by people. And perhaps the emphasis on the way you see it, not just the instructions, but the way you see it, is a way to underscore that there is in the building of this Mishkan, at the very same time, the precise following of God's instruction. The Torah will emphasize later in the construction, it was done as God commanded, a phrase that is repeated over and over again. Exactly what God commanded was done. At the same time, the Torah leaves open the possibility for human ingenuity, for human artistry. The Mishkan is a place not just of simply following instructions, but the Mishkan is a place in which human creativity, artistry, song, they're found in the Mishkan, the place of expression, human expression, whether it's visual art, whether it's song, instrumental song, vocal, all of that takes place inside the temple. So the Torah, in emphasizing not just follow instructions, but as you perceived it, atom mar'eh, that's one way to understand the emphasis in the uh, Torah on as you saw it. But actually, there is something else, I believe, that the Torah is uh, getting at when the Torah has God saying to Moshe, do as you saw it. One gets the impression that actually, when Moses ascended the mountain, when you saw it up here on the mountain, one gets the sense that Moses is actually being shown (coughs) kind of heavenly temple one might say, a heavenly Jerusalem. And it reminds me very much of a story that we read in the book of Genesis in chapter 28 when Jacob is forced to run away from home, both to escape his brother Esau and to find a wife from his mother's family. And he leaves from Beersheba. He leaves the land of Israel. He's headed up north. 
towards Haran, and he goes to sleep. In his sleep, he has a dream. In chapter 28, he sees Sulam Mutzav Arzav Rosho Magia He sees a staircase or a ladder ascending to heaven. He sees angels ascending and descending this staircase or ladder. And God is above, and God speaks to Jacob and says, I am the God of your father and grandfather, Abraham and Isaac. The place where you are sleeping, this land shall someday be yours and your descendants. And Jacob arose from his slumber, and Jacob was vexed and frightened. And Jacob said, This is none other than the house of God. By this he meant that the ladder or staircase, Jacob understood, was the entry point for God's messengers, God's angels, to ascend and descend. And then Jacob constructs his own pillar. And Jacob says in chapter 28, God, if you take care of me in exile, you clothe me, you feed me, (coughs) you bring me back in peace. This rock which I set up as a pillar, Yehiyeh Beit Elohim, shall be the house of God. So what is Jacob saying? Jacob is saying, Oh God, I have slept in a place which is opposite of, below your house, your heavenly temple. You have a heavenly temple. I see your angels ascending and descending, leaving your heavenly temple to the earth and going back up to the heavenly temple. I'm not going to build a heavenly temple. That's not my realm. But if you take care of me, I will build you a temple on earth, opposite of the heavenly temple, the heavenly Jerusalem, there has to be an earthly Jerusalem. And Jacob is the one who promises to build, if given the opportunity, God's house on earth, God's temple on earth, God's sanctuary on earth. And perhaps that's what the Torah hints at at the end of the book of Exodus. When God says to Moshe, Moshe, tell the people to build me a temple on earth. Just as I have a temple up here on top of the mountain, that I'm showing you my temple. Moses being shown a heavenly temple. The earthly temple is a mirror of, or should be a mirror of the heavenly temple. But the earthly temple is not in heaven. The temple we construct is a temple on earth.